Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Star City Culture Committee. Today we have bone-chilling tales of ghostliness and spirits from... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, today we have Nick and Saren from Paranormal Lights. Um, which is uh, Lincoln's premier ghost hunting and paranormal investigation outfit. They're speaking to us today about their tales of triumph, their tales of terror, and even dying. Jenna, are you terrified? Yes, I am really dreading the walk back to my car. <laughs> Well, let's get into it. I'm Nick Downs. I'm the founder of Paranormal Lights, the Lincoln Investigations at Ghost Hauntings and the Supernatural. I'm also the lead investigator to, uh, well, pretty much recruit, um, collect um, history, data, um, contact information, and stuff like that. Perfect. Cool. I'm Sarah. I'm Sarah Klokak. I have been with the team for about 10 years, and... I guess I would be one of the sensitives on the team, just kind of telling people where I think things are and seeing what happens. <laughs> cool. What does sensitives mean? Um, it means that I can, I can sense that there are possibly spirits there, or at least sometimes it could just be that the house is not quite right. Interesting. <laughs> I can see things, sometimes hear things. They tend to reach out to me. She's yeah. basically the paranormal target. If, hmm. uh, you know, when she's got that, <laughs> it's like those moments when you have a bad feeling something's going to happen, well, uh, something happened. Yeah. And, and often it's to me because they will come reach out to me. Hmm. Interesting. It turned out that almost every time we've gone somewhere, I've been scratched because they're just trying to get my attention. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. And who is they? Whether it be, usually it's children. Um, it can be really? any. It can be older ones though, because they're just trying to get my attention, and they don't realize that touching me is gonna mm. actually hurt. They're not trying to scratch me. It's, it can be just this, and yeah, it ends up not feeling very good because yeah. they're yeah. they're all energy. They're not. It's not like me touching <clears throat> someone. It's. It's yeah. like putting your hand against a hot poker. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't understand that the differences between a ghost and a spirit and paranormal, supernatural kind of stuff. That's, that's one thing I wrote down, actually, because I don't really know the difference between those. Do you, so do you think you could go through the yeah, differences really quick? Yeah, like what uh, Saren was saying about, <clears throat> you know, like children and adults and whatnot, spirits are usually not always what people think that they are i mean some will come out as a transparent um full body apparition where you can actually see you know maybe partial um usually from the knee up or even from the chest up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um those are considered more of an electromagnetic energy and that's where she's the sensitive where mm -hmm. if something were to come up and touch me i might not even know but mm -hmm. if it touches her as an electromagnetic excuse me an electromagnetic energy mm. touches her so it's going to be causing like a scratch or a burn because everything yeah. is well electromagnetic and if you touch something that's electrical you're going to get burned sure mm -hmm. but it's this it's a lower frequency and she's more sensitive to 
the feels and the touch. Okay. Huh. Um, and then categorizing. Um, one of the biggest things uh, <clears throat> that we've learned, and I've, I pretty much preach out to a lot of people, is a house doesn't have to be old to be haunted. Huh. Yeah. And um, when you got a ghost, spirits, parent, um, there is a difference between paranormal and supernatural, which we do study in both fields. Mm-hmm. The, sup- the paranormal is going to be more, you know, your ghost, your spirits, or the unexplained. Supernatural okay. is going to be more like, you know, an object flying across the room could lead to a poltergeist, maybe even something not earthly. Um, it's not like we've ever came face to face with a, an alien or anything like that. Yeah. But we've seen some strange stuff out there that even we can't even explain. Yeah. Um, we always try to debunk what we can um, in the fields with, oh, let's say, an old house. Um, what was the biggest one we had? was the Velisca Axe murder house. And we went out there. And when you go in there, you can feel the difference of what is going to be a weaker or stronger spirit mm-hmm. um, around in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just did a paranormal investigation the other day, walk into the house, and there's no breeze, no air, no nothing. It just, mm-hmm. it just felt stiff and yeah. still. And that gave us more of that older vibe okay. that something's been there longer but then when you go out to like the Velisca Axe murder house you're going to get all sorts of multiple paranormal stuff yeah because you got people out there doing seances ouija boards and oh. and crazy stuff and so it's kind of a hot spot for that kind of yeah thing. okay yeah. interesting um i didn't mean to cut you off there oh Were no it's totally fine okay cool um one thing i'm kind of curious about is like Obviously, you both are very knowledgeable about this, but where do you go to learn more about ghosts and and the paranormal and things like, of that nature? Well, starting, it started with me for, well, for me anyways, it came up to be it's something I grew up with. Really? Growing up in a haunted house and oh, really? over the years, just kind of like, okay, what was that? So I'm going to go and investigate. Okay. I mean, yeah, I was a kid, but... What kid doesn't want to, you know, go into a candy store to see what's in there? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And so as me, like a little kid in a candy store at a haunted house, yeah. uh, you'd, you know, you'd hear this loud bang coming from the basement, and you'd go down there, and something may or may not happen. So over the years growing up and um, developing that, that I, I call it a fear factor of more of not being afraid of anything. And I kind of came up with the conclusion it's better to be afraid of, like, don't be afraid of the dark. But just yeah. be afraid of what's in the dark. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so I've done the research. And anywhere I go, uh, you can go to, like, you know, libraries, um, internet nowadays. Um, yeah. We just do a lot of research. And if somebody says, hey, my house is haunted, okay, well, give us the backstory. So they'll give us the backstory. And with that story, we'll take it on to, you know, whatever their experiences may be. We'll do the research of the history by going to um, – you know, like the Nebraska Historical Society or something mm. like that. So we can oh, get okay. actual property information on what had happened or even the real estates of the residential homes. We yeah. can contact them and say, hey, what happened here? And they'll say, you know, something may or may not have happened there. Mm. Huh. Um, several years ago, we actually did a, a paranormal investigation, actually an overnight lockdown here at the university at the uh, Temple Theater. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Interesting. And that was very interesting. Yeah, that's a story there. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So that's the biggest thing for me. It's, it's always do the research. Mm-hmm. And when we got the contact about uh, the Temple Theater, for example, that was the biggest thing where I started going to the Nebraska Historical Society to oh, find yeah. out what is the building exactly, what was it in the past, and what was it before the building was ever built, you know, like the old land and then whatever kind of, I mean, Sarah, and what do you do for your, I mean, I have her doing a lot of research as well. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She likes to call me at the last second and be like, hey, can you figure this out and this and this and, this and get it back to me? <laughs> sure. Well, it's kind of been a whole life thing for me too because I've always kind of been able to see things and feel things and that actually, my mom is the same way, and it's looking to be like my little brother is also the same way. Really? Put my grandma in a room, and she's going to scare everything away. Really? So we're not sure where we get it from. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'll call, I'll make calls to wherever um, I think could give me answers. I'll look online. I'll go to the library. Just about anything. And it's kind of just, it, like I said, it's a lifelong thing for me, and almost second nature now to me to walk into a place and be like, no, this one's good. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. often do you come across a place that's good versus a place that is... Uh... Almost everywhere has something. Really? If there's just, there's history everywhere. Okay. Yeah. But for the most part, you'll go into a building and nothing's going to actually let itself be known. It might just, you can feel there's mm. history to it. Okay. More that's... often that more, it's less... It happens less that I walk in somewhere and know that something's going to bump into me or mm-hmm. try and talk to me or yeah. you never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then there are the ones. Well, and, we, and then we also have like years of experience with this um, where, you know, like there's a recent video up right now on TikTok about a Gettysburg ghost. Okay. And so it's been all over the Internet. It's been all over TikTok and YouTube, you name it. So <clears throat> we can determine on things that are what would be a transparent full body apparition and we actually had to learn that not by just researching books because every paranormal investigator or any other book that you read there are always going to be opinions or theories Hmm, and so nothing is ever really uh, for well for as long as we've done it we we're still learning something new every day yeah because i might even come across to something paranormal and i'm going to be like well Oh, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so with that, um, it's it's always going to be a new learning curve for us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I completely forgot what I was just about to say. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes later, I might even remember what it was, and then I'm back, back to that subject. So the paranormal is pretty much in that, that field. Yeah. Um, we've had just the craziest things that have happened um now saren here she's basically i I kind of think of her as my personal um i don't know i'm not gonna answer for you because i have no idea what you're going (laughs) right i was gonna she's she's kind of like my hard drive it's like what was i talking about oh yeah and uh a lot of the time i'll have a lot of the time i'll know and other times i'm just looking i'm like <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Gettysburg ghost kind of thing. Sure. So, see, if it wasn't yeah. for her. There you but, go. So, we, there's like this image where, you know, this guy's got his camera and he's shining, and there, you see this apparition going across the field in front of these cannons. Mm. We have Whoa. seen this kind of stuff before that we can actually, I can actually just straight up tell you, to be honest with you, it's yeah. just the water droplet that's coming down from the windshield. 
it's not a, a ghost running oh. across the, the mm. barrel. Yeah, so, it, okay. Yeah, so we can we can determine between you know uh, certain images. You oh. can even see pixelizations in photos. Like, hey, I got a picture of a ghost. Look at this. And it's like, no, actually, that's just a picture of your mom coming out of the shower. That's not a ghost. <laughs> Versus, hey, you know, that's a water droplet. It looks to to the person you're showing it to. It's going to look like it's a ghost. Yeah. But when you actually have a professional paranormal investigator, it's going to say no because if you really look at everything on the image, there's going to be like ten different water drops that's sitting on that windshield. Sure. And you see this supposed ghost, mm. quote unquote. It's moving at a pace that when the camera's bouncing, so are those ten other um, water okay. droplets. So they're all moving at the same time. Yeah. So that one thing that somebody's pointing out. Is not a ghost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And we had to learn from that over the years by stuff that we had to see. (laughs) Yeah. So short story in a long explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's really interesting. Can you go back and talk about your experience in the temple building? Oh, yeah. What kind of things you saw there? Yeah. That place. Um, (laughs) That wasn't part of that one. This is on your own. Yeah. That one is... So we got to... We got a call from somebody, I believe, I'm not sure if it was like a family member who worked there, but we got permission to go out and do the investigation. Mm -hmm. So we started up up in the theater. And, well, when you're told outside, you know, hey, you know, there's, sounds like someone's walking across the stage. Mm. You know, the typical explanations for a haunting. We got there and... The moment we turn on all of our equipment, all of our equipment just starts reading at the, you know, our electromagnetic field detectors reading at, at high levels. Um, our flux box is just like spiking like crazy. So I'm thinking, well, that's a theater, so there's a lot of electronical appliances. Oh, sure. Then everyone's turning on their cameras, and then they're turning on their, their digital recorders, mm. and not a single one wants to work. Ooh. So we're thinking that there could have been a large electromagnetic pulse which is just means something needs energy to in order to manifest so then we were introduced to walk around down towards the basement and so we started going downstairs and doing our scans and on camera we captured and you know to be honest i've been looking for this video for the longest time and can't even find it in my archive but <sighs> it has this um i'm going down the hall in the basement it's all painted black and oh there's this room to my left and I see somebody sitting at this chair. And so I back up and I'm thinking, because we were told that nobody's there. <gasps> and I back up and I look into this room and I see what looked like cards, like two or three cards slid across the table, but nobody was sitting there in that chair. So I come back panning the camera up in there and you see the card sliding, but you don't see the person sitting in the chair that I saw just moments before I, you know, took a step back. Yeah. And... Then I hear behind me, I hear somebody say, did you find the nerd room? I was like, yeah, I think I did find the nerd room. Because everything on this table were all like Star Trek, some Star Trek board game of some sort. Okay. And so that's all it was. One chair, one table, these Star Trek game pieces scattered all over the table. And that was it. So then the moment I get back out facing the crew, so I'm turning to my right, this person comes running right at me and gone and everybody in front of me says they saw somebody running past them but didn't see them running past me so you see this dark shadow running up to the camera and it just gone and now you can't find the video you can't find that video (laughs) but uh i do have one of the video where we actually we had a still camera up in the attic 
So we got all the way up there. The first, before we got up into the attic, there was this room where this light anomaly, or back back in the day they called them orbs. Mm-hmm. Um, orbs are not paranormal. I can tell you that right now. Okay. And I know people will fight me tooth and nail to <laughs> tell me otherwise. But well, uh, what do you mean? I like these little white balls that just kind of drift around. They call them orbs. They're glimpses of a ghost. I can understand what they're meaning by calling it an orb, but an orb can be water droplet, moisture, oh, okay. condensation, mm. animal dander, rain. You know. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, but these uh, this anomaly comes straight at us into the camera, and we have the infrared camera. On, well, no, sorry, the night vision infrared camera. Mm. This um, light ball just comes shooting around this corner and then pe- like past us and goes down the stairs. So I'm videotaping. Then by the time I'm following down the camera, and you see this light. Just go down the stairs, turn the right, turn another right, going down the stairs. Because it was like one of those zigzag stairs going down. So as we're, well, that was kind of cool. So we uh, followed, we continued back up to go and put, place the camera up into the attic. And it was an L-shaped attic. Uh, I think they used it for like prop storage. I just, I do remember going up there. You have, um, what's that plant? Uh, from Little Shop of Horror, I guess they did something oh, okay. around at that time. So you see Audrey, the giant man-eating plant sitting okay. up there. thought it was the coolest thing. I wanted to take it home, but it wouldn't fit in my <laughs> trunk. <laughs> it, was, it was huge. <laughs> so we, we set it right in the middle of the attic. And so we left it alone. So we all went and did the rest of the paranormal investigation. So nothing out of the ordinary was going on during at that time. But so then we came back upstairs later to collect all of our gear and got our camera. And then I went home and I analyzed it. Now, I went through all of the footage. The same things were happening that I, that I said. You, you know, I did, now on the video, you, I didn't capture the person sitting there. But I did catch the cart sliding across yeah, the Yeah, yeah. When I turned, you see the shadow running towards me. It vanished. Then when I finally got to the part to where up up in the attic, um, I'm watching this. And the most amazing thing, it might sound boring, but when you're watching a night vision camera, nothing's moving is the most satisfying thing. It's like cutting sand. You know, it's very satisfying. So I had my headphones on and I was, I don't know. I, I was in, I think I was in my early thirties when we did this. And I'm going to admit I, I, uh, what I, what I've, what I heard, I, my butt cheeks clenched. I had to pee like no other. And, um, so what, what I heard was you hear this laughter and it just, it picks up and then it fades away. Like something was coming towards the, towards mm-hmm. the camera laughing. Um, I mean, I would definitely give an example, but I, I don't, I don't know how it sounded on here, but it just <laughs> sounded like it was, it was fading in and then faded out. Gotcha. Moments later. Um, we hear, um, uh, this is the part where I damn near pissed my pants is the most horrific sound you can ever hear in an empty room. It seriously sounded like somebody was falling from a distance and the whole sound was like, ah, and you hear a thud. And I was like, what the, f-? but like I said, <laughs> so I had to uh, so I get up out of my chair and you know my my uh, masculine buttocks was just kind of pinching in the cushions yeah. and I had to get up and throw it off and 
I, I was just, I had to play it again. And then I showed it to Emily, who is my co-founder. She's the one who started this whole team with okay. me. And I showed other investigators and each of them said the same thing. It's like, you know what? You should have warned me because I damn near pissed my pants. <laughs> so I did some research on the, um, the temple building. Yeah. And come to find out that during the construction of that building, um, but the portion of the attic area when they were just putting doing the roofing, the contractor owner's um, son mm-hmm. was up there, and he had fallen to his death, gone through the rafters, and died on that floor. And you you didn't know about that before. Didn't know in. anything about that. Nobody's wow. even mentioned that to us there before. So after hearing that, I was like, okay, I gotta find out what's yeah. the history. And it comes to find out there was a death. Someone had fallen during the construction or the final construction of the building. Yeah. Hmm. And what was going through your head when you read that? When you found out about that? Oh my! Oh God, my man! My my adrenaline just went. Yeah. It just spiked up, and I'm like. I just found something yeah. that nobody told me. So then I contacted <laughs> the person who was operating around at the at the um, uh, temple theater, and she said she did not know anything about that. Really? Yeah. And I got that information from the Nebraska Historical Society. Really? Wow. Oh. Holy moly. That was a wild ride. <laughs> it really was. But uh, but wait, there's more, you oh. know? <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff that went down at Velisca, that's oh, one geez. thing. <laughs> And we yeah. still have people talking about that. I even have like um, other YouTubers that are actually using my video as as for oh, like, really? interesting stuff for you know showing off. You know they'll take a group of five videos and here's paranormal stuff and it's like we have stuff that mm. I I don't know why. You know, I, that was my trial by fire basically. Really, that was my first investigation. He's like, oh, hey, wow. we're going here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 you say so. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, and the the whole celebration of the thing was amazing too because it was the night that we went there. Was um, you know what I want to save it for when you're ready for it. How's for that? the what? yeah, we, I we, think we're all ready. Oh, you're ready for I, it. Okay. I, I, I'm dying to. Hear. <laughs> so we we uh, we made we made a booking to do the Veliskax Murder House, and if anybody doesn't know about the Veliskax Murder House, it was eight mother father. Oh, wow. Four of their kids and two of the neighbor yeah. kids. So seven, yeah, so we're all murdered in the house. All seven of them were killed oh. by an axe. Okay. And Still, where is this at? It's in Villisca, Iowa. It's about four hours okay. east. Yeah, about four four hours east from gotcha, there. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and still to this day, they never found the killer. Oh wow. But. I have done some investigating myself, and I think I know who the killer is, and I can prove it. But then again, he's already passed on. Who do you think it is? Well, I got some recordings when we were there that I kept, I kept telling, I'm getting something, I'm getting something, I'm getting something. It was the, I, the, no, I lost it. Basically, it's a little handheld radio that, that uh, you know, you could just play like a normal radio station. It's AM and FM frequencies. Mm-hmm. It'll actually sweep. You can, you can scan the sweeps through certain um, speeds. And so you can do like at 100 seconds per whatever. So when it's playing, it'll sound like over, you know, it'll just do that constantly. Mm-hmm. So it is believed that the paranormal can actually communicate through the static sounds of white noises, which has actually been proven through using devices called the portals. It's the same concept of the spirit box, but it's a bigger device that eliminates that static sound and that anything like, it's kind of like getting a phone call from the dead, you know? 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of those scenarios. But this one is more like we're there in person. And if the entity is able to conduct enough energy to express words mm-hmm. or vocalize and speak, um, we try to listen to them. Just like, example, the other night, um, we did this investigation. So the, the, radio, the scanner was going. And so we were asking, um, you know, how many are there here? And then we had a voice that says one. But mm. you're hearing it between this, the cuts of each station. You're, you're actually, yeah, you'll actually hear vocalizing words coming through. So there are times it'll hit like radio channels. So you could tell what's, you know, what's a commercial, what's a song playing. But then when it's the silent portion of it coming through and you're asking the question, I think the question I asked was, who is it that we want to help you? And it immediately, loudly, Nick Downs. <sighs> Very loudly. And we actually have that on video. And I actually have that footage on me that you, you can hear that radio actually just say, Nick Downs. Not like a cutting off station, like Nick Down, you know, like between the ching It's It was just yeah. a perfect fluent mm-hmm. Nick Downs, like that. Wow. And it was. video of our live he was standing off and he kept saying that he was feeling something around him and I was watching it and I'm like he went quiet for a second and all of a sudden he goes hello yeah yeah she was showing me that and I uh, when I got that video back there and I'm just standing in this room and had the else was on the other end of the house he's back there this is not a voice he could make yeah. <laughs> it was a woman's voice it was just straight up just like hello yeah, that's no. It was, <laughs> and I, even the whole time, because it was when I was staying, um, I I was getting this. Uh, everything's calm like we are now, and they were trying to get their footage, and the security cameras were rolling at the time, and I'm in this other room, not far from them at all. Um, all of a sudden, my adrenaline just spiked up, and I just felt shaky and nervous. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then they call me back. It's like, no, Nick, come check this out. And I go over there into the security camera, and they showed me a replay of it, which I also have on video or recording, is from the room where I'm at, you see this big ball of light, this light anomaly just dart across the floor, leaving the room I was at. Mm. And then wow. during the time lap of what Saren was talking about, when that, uh, when I, you know, I'm like, I got a bad feeling about this. And then that light shoots across in that time lap, that's where you hear that woman say, hello. And then, then about, about the time the thing came shooting back towards us is the first time something kept trying to grab in the back yeah. of the back of my shirt. So yeah, and this was just a straight-up voice through the camera, not through, like, the spirit box or anything like that. It was just straight through the camera, and it was interesting. I always think that's a lot cooler to get is when it's something that it's the spirit box is neat and all, but when you get something on the recorder or on your camera or something and you know that no one else could have done it, it's like. However, <laughs> I, although I do think that one of the coolest thing I know it sounds morbid, but the coolest thing that we've ever experienced is when we went to Ball Cemetery. Now she's been scratched. Oh, she's had that whole burn sensation scratch. I mean, we're talking from the, from the middle of her spine all the way down to her butt. That's really? the only time I ever got to see her cheeks. And then we had Laura, who is my counselor and also my EVP specialist. She had this across half of her face. She had a handprint, like as if somebody just slapped her across the face. 
Christelle had from her hip all the way down to her ankle, she had a single, one single scratch all the way down. Just oh. like, you know, like a burn, oh. kind of. And, and then it fades away over time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mine's already gone. However, when everybody else, what, what the one from recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, however, everybody started shining their lights on me. And I'm holding up this camera, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why are you guys shining your lights at me? And he, here's Dale. He's our guinea pig. He's like this. 11 giant he's like 11 foot six or something i don't know he's like he's he's a tall guy that's like six eleven or something like that he's the kind of guy you don't want to you know mess with in a dark alley yeah he's he's the sweetest guy you know he's a great guy and he and him and uh emily were just like almost in tears looking at me and all of a sudden i just start feeling weird like goosebumps so i'm holding out my arms because i got goosebumps i'm like guys check it out goosebumps yeah. and emily and dale's like pointing at me and i'm like oh shit <laughs> pardon my french <laughs> um all the way down from my arm are three both arms actually three scratch marks going like you you can actually physically visually see them yeah scratches coming all the way down to my wrist that actually drew blood really oh. And at that moment, everyone's like dead silent. All their flashlights start flickering and acting goofy. And then this weird odor of, of sulfur just kind of rolled in from out of nowhere. So Aww. we just darted the heck right out of that area and got back to our, vid- our vehicles to kind of simmer down. Because we know Paranormal yeah. 101, yeah. <laughs> paranormal Rule 101 is you don't mess with sulfur because it's, it's believed, in theory, that it's... Um, uh, demonic. Really? Yeah. And we don't mess with that stuff. Yeah. Who does? Do yeah. So we, <laughs> well, when there's, when there's blood like rushing down on my arm and I'm just like, what I do to piss this thing off? <laughs> but we, and we got plenty, we got a, quite a lot of uh, videos um, or photos of what we have experienced there. We even mm-hmm. have, yeah, just like light stringing out, something jumping over the fence. Um, we have this one, well, I call it the orangutan ghost. Um, I'm taking, I took a picture and you see this thing where it's like one arm reaching out and another one clutched over like as if it was swinging from a branch and you can see his face like it's coming up out of the ground. And like I said, I call it the orangutan ghost because it's it like a freaking orangutan's coming to attack us. <laughs> but, uh, and actually that was in the area where the scratches and the sulfur kind of came through. Really? Um, yeah. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do you sleep at night? Um, with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years growing up in the haunted house, um, yeah. well, we left from one house and then going move, years later, moving into another house. Like I said, a house doesn't have to be old to be haunted. Uh-huh. But when I was younger, the house we moved into, my family, we built that house. Really? And so, you know, we never really thought about it. And so when you go to sleep until something strange and unusual happens, um, there's times, I mean, you know, I just lay there and I listen. But I sleep pretty good on my side, yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Couple of pillows. Yeah. Yeah. Nice comforter, cozy. <laughs> Fan on all the time because I sleep better when it's cold. Nice. Um, <laughs> but um, then we found out that the house that we moved to, because we go from one side of Lincoln, move to the north side of Lincoln. And over the years, we have other neighbors that are always saying, like, yo, did you see that out there in the cul de sac or out in the commons area? I was like, no. Another neighbor says, "Yeah, well, there's this thing that happens on this time, this night, on uh, over there in the, 
in the commons area. So I actually experienced it myself. And they all said the same thing. And I saw what they were saying was the, what looks like someone's carrying a lantern through the grass into the backside is the commons where, you know, houses are, you know, you got their houses all on the block and then their yards end, but then there's that still that wide open space. Okay. Um, so there was a, a light lantern just walking across the field and then it fades away like something up in the sky and it's an airplane going through the clouds and it fades away you know yeah that was that there on solid ground so i was 16 at the time i think i was i wanted to know about the history of the land because like i said that's a newly built house and i know nobody died in my house yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but it's also believed that any items that you bring that might have an attachment you can bring. And yes, I do have haunted items if anyone's, you know, asking. Well, yeah, it, we'll get it <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, something. Oh, years later, I found, figured it was something I, I brought. But uh, found out up on the history, the neighborhood, and the house and the, the neighborhood that were, were built on. Uh, you guys familiar with the story of Lincoln's Bloody Mary? Not Lincoln's. Okay, no, I'm not at but all. But Bloody Mary, I know. Okay, well, there's a there's an old ghost story called Bloody Mary. Oh, sure. And it it, it was an actual event that happened. Long story short, there's an old woman that lived over off in North Lincoln. She was a teacher. Uh, some kids would play pranks and you know detach her goat from the tree that she had tied up there and whatnot. Okay. Well, these high schoolers came and broke into her house, startled her, and blew their head off with the shotgun climbing through the window. Wow. And that's the short version. So, <laughs> and she was tried, but she was acquitted to, you know, I mean, it was, of course it was self-defense back yeah. in those days. I mean, she was terrified. She lived by herself. She was living on her, it was her father's farmland. Okay. My neighborhood is built on her father's farmland. Okay. Oh. Wow. So do you think the lantern was like one of those boys or something? I, you know, we kind of think that it might be Mary herself or really? maybe even one of their family members or just somebody. Because I know that it used to be old, like, um, native territory, oh, na- really? native land areas until. Because uh, according to the history that uh, they kind of moved around. They weren't really specifically set into one place. Yeah. But um, I was told that there is a site out there on North Lincoln where there are Indian burials. Um, I haven't seen them and I don't care to see them, Yeah. but it probably explains why there's a lot of areas on North side Lincoln where it's all gated, like fenced and gated mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't get there. But, um, I did, but that's when I found out about that was their old farmland. And I guess there's another ghost story of, of pig man who is also around in the area too, is a hog butcher, but most likely it's just you just see them uh, nothing's ever come harm out of but so yeah north lincoln's pretty haunted <laughs> yeah interesting good to know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get people asking all the time which is like yo do you know any good spots in lincoln boy do i ever uh-huh. <laughs> yeah uh, you you know the ghost up at the state capitol building i can tell you what really happened <laughs> you want to know about this one park that we're you know we you investigate always we always go to <laughs> we'll take a group of people even if nothing happens, people still want to go back. Man, I got that vibe. And then you got this new paranormal investigation team in Lincoln. Um, fairly no, they've only been around for a few years, but not to discredit anybody. But when you're sharing a story and saying, 
while in these woods there is a witch that would kidnap children and then murder them in the woods and these missing children were never found, well, that's the Blair Witch story <laughs> in Maryland. That never happened. But if you really want to know what really happened, talk to me. Yeah. Because it's it's got a lot of history. Um, like, for example, did you guys know this park that I'm talking about, which I don't really normally talk about it, um, like over the air or stuff, or like giving its name. Um, but Lincoln used to be the number one vacational hotspot in the country, where like Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln used to come and vacation at the specific place. What? Yeah. And this area is massively huge. And a lot of people in Lincoln don't even know that what had really happened was it was owned by a farmer named Abraham Beale. Hmm. Credit to the Nebraska Historical Society. <laughs> um, Abraham Beale was a farmer, and he would hunt, intentionally hunt and kill Indians for stealing his crop and taking his livestock. And he would wow. bury them along the creek. And everybody knows you don't bury Indians in the ground, the natives back then, this mm -hmm. X number of years. Um, so that's been, the, the, after all of that, the city bought it out the land, turned it into Electric Park. Um, and the other half of it is called Epworth Park. Electric Park and Epworth Park. Okay. Um, so some people nowadays call it Hell's Gate. So, okay. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. I went there this summer. Continue. That's the place. <laughs> <laughs> so Hell's Gate actually used to be the entrance to that main area. And once you go down the path, that used to be a man-made donut-shaped lake. Okay. And typical Nebraska storms, and which were also storm chasers, by the way. Um, <laughs> Incredible. We, uh, um, the, a storm came through, flooded the lake, levee broke, and flooded and killing seven, counts, uh, seven campers. Oh, wow. Um, it's also rumored that there were counselors killed there, but I don't have an estimated number. But sure. I do know that seven people who were camping there were killed into the drowning. Three were never found. Uh, so they're believed that maybe because, you know, dirt, water, mud, you know, all that mixture and, and burialed in there. Some of the construction or some of the um, structure you could still see. There are still the big blocks where the um, Ferris wheel used to be. Yeah. Mm. And the merry-go-round Ferris wheel, the you can canoe up there in the lake at the time. So after all that damage happens, the city changed it over and they made it into a, um, and, and the, back then when I was at that park, that was when Abraham Lincoln and all them would come out here and okay. hang out. So they, they would come to visit this park. This park, you're right. The Ferris park. wheel. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Bingo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's better you say it than me. You know? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is a, a wilderness park. And then they had, um, which is now wilderness park, and it's turned into a uh, Methodist church retreat okay. for several years. And then huh. after that kind of like flopped where, you know, they just stopped attending to that area and they moved forward, it became a Boy Scout a Boy Scout camp. Okay, gotcha. And there were like cabins and all this other great stuff out there. Uh, and that was that there for many years. Now it's just a, a nature walk area. Mm -hmm. And there's a bridge out there that I call the Red Bridge Crossing that I actually have photos. And I also have found it up on the Nebraska Historical Society. And I've also found it up in a um, historical place over in Iowa about this park that... Um, there's an African-American African woman in white gown in the photo that's standing at that bridge. 
It's one of those memorial kind of pictures, you know, like you're taking your kids out to the park and take a picture. Okay, sure. So we have actually seen um, this woman in white. Can't determine if she's black or white. Yeah. But all you see is her dress standing in the middle of the bridge. And I'm thinking in my head, well, maybe it's because I know of that picture. I know of that photo. But when I... He gives us information when he brings people in for the first time. I never do, yeah. (laughs) I was was curious. But then when I hear one of my... You know, and I won't say anything. if 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 I tell somebody, they're going to want to see that. So they might see it. Yeah, exactly. So I don't tell anybody because then all of a sudden you got this... Six foot eleven guy behind me says, "What the hell is that?" And I'm looking. It's like, "Well, that's her," and then it's gone. We've gone across the bridge. We've set sensory lights up there. We've done the whole the whole works. We've done the whole. You know, if if um, we never knew her name, but we said, if there's anybody here, can you walk across the bridge? And then where we had like three light sensors, one at the end, one in the middle, and then one towards us. Anything that passes through the beam the light will turn on. Okay. And if there's anybody here, step forward. And then one, two, three. And then all of them died. Didn't they? And then all of them just fade away at the same time. Mm. So he's something kidding. was coming towards us. And then Ryan thought he would be a smart ass. And, <laughs> and he's calling up and he's just, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to come across the bridge. And all of a sudden this gust of wind from the, through the bridge, this big gust of wind comes pushing through the bridge all the trees around us are stiffer than a, you know, well, a bar. It was really warm out that day. There was no breeze, nothing. Yeah. Oh. All the leaves on, around us on the trees and bushes and everything was still, except for that big gust of wind. And I had short hair back then, by the way. Um, <laughs> this this is my pandemic hair, by the way, just so you know. Um, nice. So Ryan thought he would be a cocky punk and say you want nick over there on the other side of that bridge and all of a sudden through one of our spirit boxes you hear hell no and i'm like i ain't going over there (laughs) (laughs) so there are moments (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) yeah i love ryan but there are some times he 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 will push the limit and because it oh my god the veliskax murder house because of ryan Uh Anything that comes out of Ryan's mouth gets me in trouble. <laughs> I've got this camera headed towards the attic door, you know, and I don't mean to jump around, but everything just comes up at any time anyone wants to talk about this. And yeah. We'll just tell stories. Yeah. So speaking of Ryan, <laughs> Ryan's in the kids' room doing this investigation, which, by the way, some, remind me about the blue ball, okay? Okay. Yes, blue balls do happen. <laughs> Okay, but uh, Ryan's in the kids' room. I've got my camera, and this is up on our website. This is on our YouTube. Um, I'm walking towards the attic door. It's wide open, and it's just open. And I'm trying to provoke a spirit. I'm the provoker. Everybody else doesn't like to mess with that. Some, a lot of times they get upset. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. If need be, if you're like tired or something, somebody will say something. But I'm trying to provoke it and I'm trying to taunt it. And I'm just like, you know, show yourself. I'm cursing up a storm, but not on video. I'll leave that out. <laughs> but I'm like, why don't you just show your sissy self and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Nothing's happening. I'm walking towards the camera. Here's Ryan in the kids' room who actually has a camera on the children's closet door because rumor has it that the door will open and play with the toys and whatnot and slowly close. So Ryan's like talking to the ghost children in the other room. Here's the innocence, okay? 
Ryan says, I'd like to see you oh, shut this door. <laughs> right there on camera. The attic door slams shut right into me, nearly knocking my $1,300 camera right out of my hands. Oh. We can hear it outside. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And her and Laura were outside. And Laura's like, We're on the walkies. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ryan's like, I'd like to see you shut this door. I'm like, Bam! And it just slams. And I'm like, Oh, shit. And I'm backing <laughs> up. And then you see the shadow come straight to the camera, darts off to the right. And then Ryan's like, what was that? And then here's Amy over here. It's just like, it just shut the door. And Ryan's like, it shut the door? And I'm like, it shut the door. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. I had to fart, but I went back in. <laughs> you know, that kind of a attitude. So it scared yeah. the crap out of me. And then here, then all of a sudden, Sarah and Laura's like, is everything okay? And then here's Ryan. Nick damn near shit himself. <laughs> so you have to have that kind of humor to continue forward. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. So there there are those we moments. We were leaving early that night, though, because it, we were so overwhelmed eventually. And there was a storm coming, which meant it was just going to be even more active. If, mm. if it had been that active already and there was a storm coming, it was like, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Why, does a, why does a storm affect that? Electricity. Oh. As long as something has enough energy to cut. Oh, um, the biggest part, because in, in Villisca, in that area, a lot of that ground is um, oh, brain fart. What's the name of that stone? No, not quartz. No, the, uh, the limestone. That one. Yeah. See, you make motions like this. It means limestone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Industry. So secret. yeah. So limestone is actually a magnetic material, uh, or electromagnetic material. So when the storm will come through any mm -hmm. electricity, it can hypen things up. Hmm. Uh, I guess you can say it's kind of like the three a.m. method, but I don't. It's hard to get into the analysis of all that, but um, it was. When Villisca, the home, the house, the house does not have electricity hmm. at all. Yeah. They have a barn that they've put up that they've put electricity into, and a bridge and whatever. And that was kind of our base. Yeah. Hmm. We set up a computer and all of our stuff there, but you go into the house, nothing. Yeah, it's right. never been updated. Yeah, really? and we had, you can't stay the night in the house. So really? me and Ryan and I think, I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, he was a guest. Yeah. We were all the way on a four-hour drive. You know, we're like, yeah, we're going to stay overnight. But yeah. after what happened, we're like, okay, guys, we're just going to, we didn't sleep that night. We actually <laughs> stayed all night, did the investigation all oh, night. really? Yeah, and then by the time sunrise came, because, you know, they, they want you gone by a certain time, then we left and drove the four hours back. Really? Um, I still didn't sleep that night. Yeah, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> right. once, it, once it started, it was one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. Yeah, yeah. even when it, and, and, and even when a storm is coming, things will start to anticipate and start to get big because we had the attic door. We had the blue ball rolling around in the room. Saren gets scratched. We had these EVPs. This, the radio's calling Nick, Nick, Nick. And when I come back in, all the equipment just dies. Um, Baby monitor kept playing voices and Laura and I kept hearing. Yeah. There was we, that weird music. Yeah, we, there was, um, we were up there and you're hearing Amy, or not, not Amy, Ryan was saying something about, do you hear music playing? And we're like, no. But on our cameras and on the radios that they're hearing and the baby monitor, you're, there's someone who's playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Frickin' Star. <laughs> and is on a piano and we go up into the other room, there's the piano, but nobody's sitting at the piano. Oh. And uh, so with that storm and everything's building up, we have, uh, oh, here, here's the big thing. A lot of paranormal activity will happen based upon anniversaries. 
Okay. Okay. This is a double feature for us. So we booked to do this paranormal investigation at Valeskak's murder house. The owner was expecting us to come out there. He passed away. Then, then I talked to the homeowner or, or his wife. Yeah. And I said, would you like us to reschedule? And she said, no, Darwin, would, Darwin is expecting you guys to come. He would never want you guys to just give up your case. Just come to our home and you do you. But if you ever hear his name being called out on a ghost box, please let me know. Because he believed the house is haunted. Yeah. He believed he'd stick around. Yep. And he believes they stick around. And we did find out on the spirit box that when we would ask, is there anybody here? We had a picture of Darwin on a card. It was one of the funeral cards, you know? Yeah. The night we went there was the night of his funeral. And we were, like I said, because wow. of the date, we were planning, we, we would have respectfully rescheduled. Yeah. But the homeowner said, no, my husband wanted you guys to come. So not only was it their funeral, not only was it Darwin's funeral that we went, it was also the ninth, the night of the 99th year anniversary of the murder. Oh, oh no. So we had a, yeah, it was just, we knew something was going to happen. Yeah. For the moment we walked in there, it was just like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and things, things were very strange, very unusual. Until you get that one guy that just says, I'd like to see you shut this door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, as in that, that room where Ryan was, I was sitting in the rocking chair. Ryan was sitting on one of the kids' beds. Saren was sitting next to me on the I other kid's bed. Yeah, I was on the bed, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he was sitting in a chair. Yeah, he you was were sitting on the child's kid's bed next to me, and I was in the rocking chair. And we had the spirit box just scanning, you know, just doing its thing. Mm-hmm. And then I kept looking over the closet, I'm like... Yeah, it seemed like something was trying to get her attention. And then what caught my attention is I'm hearing this sound. And that's besides the the radio scanning. Mm -hmm. Ryan's pointing, and then Saren's like leaning back. It says Saren. Yeah, it says says her name. And then you see this plastic blue ball, hollow ball, like one of those ballroom balls, the... Like an exercise ball? No, it's like one of those little small balls you put in like a ball pit. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, gotcha, gotcha. So this little blue ball comes rolling out from underneath Ryan's chair, circles and curves past the radio, goes right underneath Saren where she's sitting on the chair. And, and I immediately like, sit up straight. Yeah, she's just <laughs> yeah. like, what to do? And then so I'm just waiting, and then I hear this, that hissing sound a little louder. And Ryan's just like, I ain't messing with that. He leans back, arms up in the air. Uh, that ball stopped right underneath of me. And so we thought nothing of it. We're like, okay, you know, finish our job. Sure. So after a while, we finish our whole routine upstairs, and then we start to go downstairs. And I'm like, I don't feel good. Yeah, yeah. And she just had the weirdest feeling. And so when we go downstairs into the kitchen, the kitchen had a, a pantry. Well, they had like three shelves, three or four shelves. Lo and behold, you hear... Saren saying that's not right or something like that. And um, I, I look to my left into the pantry, down on the low, right underneath that last drawer or shelf in the pantry was a little blue plastic hollow ball. So Ryan and I <laughs> picked her crap up, <laughs> ran back up. They made me stand up 
stand in between them. They're like, you're not on your own anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, we're like clenching. We're grabbing our stuff. We're running back upstairs. And Ryan is like, you fart on me, dude. I'm going to kick your butt. And I'm just like, no, dude, trust me. My, my glutes are good. I'm running up the stairs. And we could not find that ball to save our life. Wow. Well, oh. As all that's happening, something is, I'm like, okay, someone's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, some little kid's trying to talk to me. I can feel the back of my shirt being pulled. And I'm like, hey, hey guys, I don't feel good. My back hurts. And they help pull up my shirt, and I've just got this. And so, again, they are like, okay, I'm going to walk here. You in between us. We're getting you out of here. And they wouldn't let me go back in the house that night. Yeah. You're like, you're done. Yeah, so now you guys know what we do. Any more questions? <laughs> <laughs> I know we just keep going and we and and just these two stories that we've been sharing it. There's more, but yeah. We, yeah. You know. And so how long you you've been doing this since 1998? We right? st- well, we started the team back in 1998. Okay. But I got my interest in the paranormal back in my first home, yeah. my childhood home, because my brother was also into it. My brother's the one who would always take me to places like, hey, we're going to go and check out a ghost haunted place. Okay. And that's when I learned about Third Bridge. I wanted to know about Third Bridge, and that is actually part of the Wilderness Park deaths, because oh. I told you about the floods, and mm-hmm. I told you about that. Yeah. There was actually uh, an African-American male who intentionally derailed the train line the locomotive crashed and exploded and actually killed 11 passengers. Mm. And that is also in the same park area. Mm. So that's where the deaths keep piling up. Yeah. So what is it about the park that maybe you would know more? Soon? No, <laughs> I think it might have to do because of the we old. We have them like in there twice now. Twice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We have, um, I think there might still be some lime, limestone areas um, out there. Um, yeah. And then also because of its history. Since okay. Abraham's um, owning the land at the time, where he, uh, not sure what it was about even before then. Yeah. But if Abraham got that history story, um, Abraham Beale of um, hunting Indians to that would steal his livestock. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that too was also part of the Indian tribes that would kind of wander and move around up at, in the areas gotcha. of Nebraska. Um, I believe that it's also linked something to do with the prairie area out there as well, too, because there's a big gap between the park and Pioneer's Park. And Pioneer's Park, tell you what, that's got a history that nobody knew about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so since I was a little kid. rituals there, too. Yeah, yeah. that is the... Sc- that will really amplify big time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, see, now I'm not one that would actually just say, oh, well, People are going to go and do a seance. I don't believe that they're going to summon a demon. I think they're just going to summon another moron, but it's no disrespect to anybody in the arts of black magic because I don't need a hex. But <laughs> um, it's just people would do those kind of things. And if they're not aware of what they're doing, they it's they can leave a door open, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very dangerous. And what we do is dangerous. But even though I started this since I was a kid of the interest in the field, then learning about history, and I just love the history. And I'm one who, when I'm trying to explain or even I don't talk with my hands, but for some reason today I am. <laughs> I <think> I am. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, since I was a kid, I'd say that's about when um, even the and the house that I live in now, but the team paranormal lights started in uh, was officially in 1998 because after we graduated because we were in high school my best friend emily you know and we'd have some friends that would get together and go to random haunted places around lincoln or even in nebraska Mm -hmm. we'd just take random road trips so we would take friends from high school over the years and then um 
after graduation and all that other stuff, sometime down the road, you get that one person you haven't seen in five years. Goes, hey, do you still do that ghost stuff? <laughs> Heck yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. then they start getting more into it with us. And then that's how the okay. rumor came around or the word came around about who we are and what we do. Because we don't, we don't advertise yeah. We work better when it's just based off word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and that also releases a lot of stress. So it's not like that we're doing it constantly because mm-hmm. it does lead a lot of stress on the human body when yeah. you're dealing with something you don't know. Um, but we've had, uh, I think, seven. We had nine here in Lincoln. And then Emily, who is the co-founder, she moved up towards the Portland, Washington area. Um, then Laura is... Yeah, so Emily's up there. Laura's up in South Dakota. Sioux Falls? Fall City? Whichever one. Whichever city's <laughs> up there in South Dakota. Yeah. Um, so she's up there. Uh, Amanda as well. Um, and then we have North Carolina, New York, Texas. One in Texas. Two in Arizona. And then I th- one in Yellowstone. Um, oh, she kind of does her own. Yeah, she's totally up into like the Bigfoot stuff. So I'm like, oh, you do Bigfoot, really? I'll do Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we believe that we may have came across. If if the Wendigo is a real thing, we believe that we may have came across a possibility of something out there at, at one of our locations. Um, but um, so, yeah, she, so she's all about that. Um, and then we have two, two, in, the, uh, two in the UK. Um, and then one in um, Scotland. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And then I have one that's, well, I think the one in Scotland is the one that's uh, trying to get access to go to Easter Island for us because one of our biggest dreams is if we had the funding, we want to do Easter Island. However, yeah. Easter Island's hard to come by because apparently cannibalism's still going on there. <gasps> wow. Yeah, oh. some of the cannibalist. Uh, uh, tribes still live on that island. Really? Oh. So there's a threat of you getting killed and Well, they there there's that possibility. Yeah. But I do know I do know of like there's being specific tours going on. So our well my theory is that if we could actually manage like an overnight lock with other people's theories of what these headstones are, um people can probably get a better feel or um, what's the word I'm looking for? A better evidence or better feedback of what is going on if we're able to do certain things. Somebody says Stonehenge at a certain time on a certain day. Well, Easter Island kind of has that same concept. It was structured for a reason. Mm. Some people say, well, you can hear the, the headstones talking or whispering or chanting. Well, nobody can really do it overnight because of these tribes that are still going really? around at certain times but they do allow um tourists yeah but not the overnight stuff to my knowledge as sure, of right sure. now but if we had the funding we'd do it and i think i have one pennsylvania yeah the, my transylvania girl i got one in pennsylvania <laughs> yeah. but um on a scale um everyone's you know it's uh it came to my um knowledge that out of all of my members and out of even in the paranormal field, and most of the people who contact us says, hey, I love what you do. I love doing this too. You know that I have more females on this team. And I've noticed that over the years, it are the females who are more interested into the paranormal research and phenomenon mm-hmm. than most guys. Really? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I found that really interesting. So, uh, Saren, <laughs> you have a take on, on that? 
women are often more sensitive to a lot of different things, so yeah. it surprised me that uh, we're being more of a mm. get one amphibious part of it. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. and upon... And guys, for as much as they want to say they're, you know, big men and whatever, they're going to be more afraid of it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they, they can't explain away. Yeah, I mean, even and and to admit, I'm 41, and I've I've been in cases where I have actually literally been terrified. Yeah. yeah. But when you're doing it and you practice and learn how to control your adrenaline, how to control your fear, um, I, you, you can know. get through a lot of things if you can just kind of find a way to stay at whatever yeah. level you're most comfortable at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's been even a time where you know, for example, like. If Saren and Ryan were out in the woods and I'm right behind them and or they're coming back towards me and there's like, oh, don't go over there. There's an axe wheeling murderer. And I'm like, okay, hold on. <sighs> I'm headed towards the danger. <laughs> and uh, but we Ryan and I, we had done some volunteer work for the Eagle Hollow haunts when they first started doing the haunts. So we got a rush. And believe me, we had a rush <laughs> scaring people. Oh yeah. Because well, we're used to it. <laughs> we're used to being scared and then we're used to people getting scared with us. So now I have a, a an old friend of mine who recently said, Hey, the girls want to get together, the girls want to get scared do you know anybody? And she's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, I know this guy, you know. And then so she contacted me, and so we're going to go and do. Now, my intention isn't to purposely scare them. It's to actually give them a hands-on experience of what we do, Yeah, which yeah. is more of an actual thrill than going spending 12 to 20 bucks at a oh. haunted jump factor. Yeah, yeah. This, you get actually imagine. more rush. And, you know, I get people asking. Nothing happens. You've got your adrenaline going yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean you get that one vegan teacher that comes up and says oh you know are you doing drugs to do this and i'm like no i just get a real rush off of the adrenaline <laughs> because i don't know what what that is but i'm gonna go i'm going head in yeah uh my family's religious and we, so i mean some people there are people out there that frown upon what what i do but i have faith in god and that's my religion and i have other members who are religious and i have other members who are not religious and i respect them just the same because they're human no matter what color or what religion they are yeah and uh so we're all a big family that uh, if i said something to offend her she'll tell me Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, there's even yeah, there's even a time that I felt this hand grabbing my ass, and I thought it was her, but no, it was Ryan. He <laughs> he was kind of off. The... Like, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and so Laura has, and and so when you're doing this whole scare factor kind of thing, is to help. Laura, my um, EVP specialist counselor, mm. she she developed this process called um, the Butt Buddy System, okay. which actually surprisingly works. So, um, go ahead and ask me what the butt buddy system What's is. What's the butt buddy system? <laughs> the butt buddy system is when you've got three or four paranormal investigators or even guests that are, what she says, butt to butt to back to back. <laughs> so, you're like, oh, all wow. three of you are yeah. facing, all of your, your, your butts and your backs are faced, pressed against each yeah. other. So, you have three visual directions yeah. of what you're looking for. So, one person's not seeing something or if you're not able to see something from behind you, you got two other people who can see in those angles. Yeah. Makes um, sense. And uh, so that is our system. Yeah. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Until something gets thrown at you. And... Well, that, that doesn't really do any good. Then. Right. <laughs> but it, it's always, in those situations, it's nice to know someone's got your back. No matter yeah. What. yeah. 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 Are there times where you guys feel like genuinely in danger? Yeah. 
it kind of depends on who I'm dating. Yeah. <laughs> I've had I've had a history of people being against of what I do and the people who are very highly supportive. But there's been situations where it has gotten dangerous because um, like um, there was someone uh, not uh, someone I was seeing at the time who wanted to start getting into the paranormal stuff. And she got so psychologically um, tampered with that she started to be physically aggressive to me and my investigators. I mean, this was like 15 years ago, you mm. know, but, um, yeah. So we just make sure that, you know, with my fiance, um, even with her, her family, Ryan's family, it doesn't matter. All of our investigators, our biggest thing is, is we always tell people where we're at in case of something were to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, because we have to be aware of our surroundings and we have to be straightforward. So we'll contact like the authorities um, to let them know, hey, we're going to be at this location just so they know we're there. Really? Uh, there was a time where we went to an investigation and we did our thing. And then we left. Three days later, a body was found there. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we don't we don't practice in um, seances, dark arts, um, Ouija boards or anything like that because we know how dangerous it can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if we're out on an investigation and let's say, for example, even though Saren doesn't, but if she were that kind of person that would do a seance of some time, or, or excuse me, what did I just say? A seance of some sort <laughs> that she could do that on her own time before coming here. But the biggest thing that I have okay. is that if we're going to go to an investigation, we won't, I, I would recommend not to do a prayer before the investigation. Because not only is not everybody religious, it's just that if you do a prayer, well, how can I prove or disprove something if we just warded something away? Our job mm. is to prove or disprove that the paranormal exists. I gotcha. Hmm. There we go. End of show. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, so that's something that we stick firm to is just that um, they do it on their own time. Yeah. yeah. We don't bring so- it. So how do you know when you come across something that's friendly or sinister? We don't. You don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only way to sort of know is, you know, you, you might have your gut feeling, but something that seems super friendly can be the most malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to hide yeah. until they feel like yeah like like the house in in havelock that we just investigated the other day you know we're we're talking to the spirit box and you're saying you know because it's believed that there could be a a child spirit there Mm -hmm. so here you know saren would ask so is there a little girl trapped in this house and then you hear this deep tone saying yeah that ain't no little girl that's (laughs) responding to the question they said they thought the little girl wasn't there anymore because of problems. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, if, oh. it, if there was a little girl there, it's not a little girl. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it's even believed that um, you could probably ask almost any kind of, any minister, religious person that there is out there that if 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 a spirit's going to say, hey, I'm a little boy, I'm a little girl, I'm just a child. Most chances, really? yeah, you got to be wary because most chances are it's not. Yeah. They could trick you. They could let it's kind of like a demon. It could even be a demon. But when yeah. you got that first scent of like rotten eggs, dead carcass, and sulfur, you know you're not messing with the spirit of a child. Mm-hmm. It could take the form of a child, but it, like, Often yeah. Evil things will take the form of a child or an animal. Yeah. So, really? to, yeah. Oh, yeah. And to make a 20 minute. Less uh, frightening, less. Yeah. More wealthy. You're gonna walk up to a kid where you're not gonna walk up to a 
grown man. It's, right. Yeah, it's like one of those moments when you're just out there minding your own business, and all of a sudden you see a dog rush by, and it's, it, where'd it go? <laughs> and they can take any, I mean, they say all dogs go to heaven. Well, okay, why not? Yeah. Every living thing in the world, here's the, here's the biggest thing. Every living thing in the world has an electromagnetic energy. We're talking people, dogs, cats, your pet goldfish, the leaves on the trees, the grass on the grounds, and that dumb bird that just chirps early in the morning that wakes you up out of bed. Every living thing has a electromagnetic energy. When that host body, you, die, you're dead. Your body's your body. Your electromagnetic energy still remains. Your electromagnetic energy, spirit or ghost, um, the scientific term is electromagnetic energy is why we use that a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, your ghost still, the remnants of you is still there. You yeah, just you might move on. Yeah, like your soul is going to be an imprint. Yeah. Okay. So like your soul can go to heaven or whatever religions everybody anybody believes in, but you physically, your electromagnetic, your spirit will actually stay here, can stay here, and it's like, um, well, you, it, it's like your 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 whole body when you were alive, your recording data, your your memories, your things that you've done, things you've experienced, everything that you've been taught in your life, it's still in that spirit that electromagnetic energy after you're dead. Huh. However, you don't necessarily learn above that because you don't have a physical brain to process. Huh. But okay. if I was to come up to you and says, hey, uh, Mark, is that you? Well, you know that you're a Mark. Yeah. So you know the difference between right and wrong when you're dead. But it's up to you to say, huh, yeah, I'm Mark, but yet you could probably be Steve. Yeah, if I was a malicious yes. spirit. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, and they say that when a child passes away, their electromagnetic energy is usually conducted around the age of 33. I don't know how that's processed, but Wait, that's what's been believed. Like a child? Well, I'm not, I didn't, I've never learned Well, it's, it's, <laughs> one of the, it's one of those other kind of theories in the paranormal yeah. that when somebody, when, it, when a child dies, their soul, their everything, you know, goes to heaven mm -hmm. but their spirit their spirit in general their physical form can be around at the age of 33 i don't it's something to do religious but i don't want to say like word for word because i don't really fully understand it but i'm yeah, just kind of yeah. saying in theory gotcha gotcha so you're you know your age you know what you've been through in your life but if mm -hmm. you're at a past mature mature age you already know the difference between right and wrong. Well, a child ne necessarily doesn't know or understand the difference between right and wrong, but their spirit form or their spirit electromagnetic energy has the maturity level of up about a 33-year-old to where they okay. might know the rights and wrongs, but yet they're going to be more... It's like a like an individual with disabilities. Mm -hmm. If it's a person with the disabilities, that they have the body of a 33-year-old but the mind of a 9-year-old. Okay. Sure. So, But there have been thousands of cases where people have seen child formed spirits of ghosts mm -hmm. wandering around about child ages but uh, we'll, we'll scratch out that 33 year old but it's it's a whole different ballpark because um, there's been times when you get that feeling or no sorry um your peripheral vision when you mm. see somebody walking up at you and you look and they're not there yeah those are considered like the um that's more supernatural than paranormal those are called shadow people 
which oh, are okay. mostly the most common thing we've seen. Really? Yeah. And they can't really be. There's no real explanation for exactly what they are. Yeah. And no, theories, but mm-hmm. no one really knows what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wilderness Park is one of our places that we have to where um, there's a specific location that we I've taken people there, and you can see... Huddles of them. Yeah, you'll see huddles of shadow children really? walking around. There's there's a one specific spot where a shadow figure of size of a child will walk across the field, stop, and once it once you have its attention, it multiplies, <laughs> and then that one will multiply. And then I think the highest that we've ever really encountered of something like because I mean from a distance, what you're seeing in the darkness, your light, your eyes are definitely going to play tricks on you. But when you're seeing one kid, uh, just this dark figure, and you see like six of them, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get my butt kicked by a bunch of yeah, shadow figures. You're like, we're going to take you by the shadow people. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so when it comes down to like the whole age thing, I guess just that when you die, your electromagnetic energy, it's, it's basically your, your body is a computer. Yeah. And really you can still roam around. Um, but it can dissipate over time. Mm. And so that's why they will manifest. They'll use electricity to manifest. I mean, heck, we're mm. having computer problems here. Maybe there's something manifest. I doubt or it. But, or they could even use a person to do it, like drain out their energy. Really? So, yeah. So when you're out and about and you're just minding your own business, you're having a good time, you feel good, and then all of a sudden you feel you know, fatigue. Yeah. In, in the field of what you're doing, yeah, it's possible that something yeah. can just we drain you. The other night in Havelock, I was just fine talking to everyone and all of a sudden I'm, I look at everyone and I'm just kind of like I squat I'm just like okay I'm really dizzy now oh. what's trying to talk to me yeah oh wow <sighs> yeah I mean we even have like at the um, did you want me to play anything or yeah yeah we could do that yeah there's yeah. um this is where I was going with the children ghosts um, oh great at my home that I live in now um, Bloody Mary's family territory oh, yeah 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 <laughs> Um, so I do have this EVP that was recorded. Um, now I got to find it here, <laughs> but, um, okay. So this one, actually the child ghost, I'm sorry. This one wasn't at my house. This is actually my sister's house in mm. Spencer, Iowa. I was doing a paranormal investigation. Well, scratch that. She needed my help around the holidays. So I stayed up there for about a month. Yeah. But my nieces and my sister have always been talking about, the Christmas ornaments being tossed up off the Christmas tree or just the strangest things. You know, my nieces have been seeing things. Mm -hmm. So this was really late at night. Everybody's sound asleep. I'm just doing an EVP recording session. Um, Just kind of... Let's see. Um, Okay, so you'll hear me at first getting kind of frustrated with the whole... (laughs) um, scenario because well i wasn't having much luck um listening back to the play i'm hoping to get responses hey is there anybody here can you make an object move i wasn't having any luck until at the very end of the evp session this is what i captured okay well this might get me nowhere and what did it say can I ask you a question? Oh, my goodness. Now, a little girl just straight up through, because I had a digital recorder, which is about half the size of this. Just a digital audio recorder? Yeah. Okay. And so I'm just trying to hopefully get something in, mm-hmm. uh, in response. But we didn't get anything 
when I was listening back to it through the whole half hour session, I, I didn't hear anything bad mm-hmm. until the end where I said, well, this is getting me nowhere. And I was about to shut it off. And that's where I got that little girl asking, can I ask you a question? Really? That one mm. is, yeah. So that, um, bah, 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 bah. you sent me that one up on, sorry, you can edit out my bop ops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I texted it to you and then like at the very end of, yeah, this is the one that we just, this is like a fresh, this is fresh paranormal Saturday, Saturday really? investigation sounds that you guys are going to get. So this is, um, mm-hmm. this is like at the end of the video, right? Okay, mm-hmm. let me know when they go out. Or actually, let me know which ones go out. Hello. Hear that? So it's like, it responds that when we're we're talking and all you hear is this woman, this female hello says hello oh yeah <laughs> so here you have oh, me in goodness. a room a guy with a deep tone and then you hear this woman hello when it's yeah. like how feminine can you get there yeah. <laughs> and this is around that same time when my adrenaline's rushing and then the girls were telling me you know come check this out and I look at the security camera and you got this big ball of light shooting across the room from where I was um, another one pops up and this uh, light anomaly comes up, morphs from out of the wall and comes hovering around past me. Also at the same location, before we went back to this house uh, Saturday, they their security camera picked up on, on the left side of the video. You can see these little footprints like manifesting on the floor and they oh, disappear. Oh, no. <laughs> and then right after that, you see this light anomaly just coming from the, the right of the screen and just kind of arches up headed towards the laundry room, and that's where I was in the laundry room where we heard that woman say, hello. Oh. When I was started, I decided to go back and watch. Since we were live that night, I decided to go back and watch it. My family's like, I want to see what you guys were doing. <laughs> My mom and I are sitting there watching it, and both of us just paused. We're like, she's like, did you hear that? I was oh. like, yeah, someone just said hello. And she's like, well, he sure as heck can't make that voice. Yeah. She's like, was there anyone else with him? I mean, excuse me. Was there anyone else with him? I'm like, no. We were all at the other end of the house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's like, so that happened, the weird light thing happened, and you said someone was tugging on your shirt at about that point. And I'm like, pretty much. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can see stuff, but she prefers to uh, not. <laughs> really? Make, yeah, I'm, yeah. I like going and finding things, and she does not. <laughs> yeah. So you've always been able to see things since, since you were little? little? Apparently, my cousin and I also both had the same imaginary friend who we've decided probably wasn't so imaginary. What? So I, this was when I was, you know, oh. little, and she's six years younger than me. Yeah. Um, and so many years later, she's got the same imaginary friend, and we've all, we all have our moments of, we have these gut feelings, and my mom even has premonition sort of she'll be like one night she knew that if she didn't stop she was going to get crashed into by a fire truck she's like i need to stop there's a fire truck coming we couldn't hear it it was snowing it was yeah it was absolutely white out condition she absolutely pull brake slams on the brakes we skid stop right before the light and all of a sudden this fire truck just zooms right past us holy moly so i I must get it from her somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so when I started saying that I was seeing things or talking to things, whatever, she's like, 
Yep, yeah. she is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us have had the weirdest experiences in life. I mean, I've had a near-death experience, near-death experience once, and... Oh, yeah. I was born dead. Yeah. And I've also, I'm epileptic, and I've died. Really? So, sometimes we wonder, I, is the fact that I've died, does that have something to do with why I'm so sensitive? My mom has died. My little brother died, and all of us are very sensitive. Wow. So. Can you tell us about that at all? What was that um, like? Peaceful. Really? Very peaceful. Um, my mom and I never told each other what we had seen, but then one day we kind of looked at each other, and she's like, all right, let's compare notes. Wow. Lots of green grass, a stream, all of the people that you care about right there with you, and absolute devastation when you're gone when you have to go back really hmm. because it's just there's nothing there's no sadness there's no frustration there's no anger it's just absolute peace wow so it's really beautiful yeah <laughs> how so you were born dead i was i had apgars of zero i yeah. had me revived twice wow and they got they were, they were very lucky they brought me back and I was just fine, but you know, I have wow. I have really bad epilepsy and mm -hmm. all sorts of different problems that apparently my heart stopped, but I have seizures sometimes. Really? Which mm -hmm. is what one of the causes of SUDEP, which is sudden unexpected death in epilepsy. Okay. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been declared dead before? Not they my heart <laughs> has stopped. It has been enough that they're like, Okay, something's wrong, we need to to revive you. Right. I see. Okay. And wow. my mom was, my mom flatlined on a table. My really? little brother had, he flatlined and turned gray. Really? And so all of us have died at least once. Wow. So. <laughs> That's remarkable, truly. And even he, he, he will look at us and be like, what's that really peaceful place? Really? We're like, Please don't ever bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're nine. Please stop. <laughs> He's nine years old. Wow. Yeah, and you just celebrated a birthday the night of that investigation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, turned midnight and it's like, well, this is a good birthday present. I'm out looking for ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any plans to kind of take your brother under your wing at all? Oh, yeah, he, he already wants to be out doing things. Really? Like, You're a little bit older, sure, but right now, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since things get really attached to him, we uh, we are, he, he, there was this time where he was saying weird, really weird things, and we're like, well, how do you know these things? And we actually ended up going, we called the Catholic Church, and we're like, is there a priest that could talk to him? Wow. It was freaking us out, and we took it. Yeah. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and he finally calmed down all out of nowhere, and he's like, well, Mary came to visit me. Oh, wow. She Meaning. said that everything's going to be okay, and she's going to protect me from now on. Oh. We're like, who's Mary? And he's like, pointed a picture on the wall of, oh. and we're like, okay, you're how old? This is, this is not something <laughs> we've ever covered, so um, my mom and I are looking at each other like, we're shaking, and the yeah. priest is like, the priest is like, yeah, okay. Well, wow. She talked to you. Yeah. What like, kind of what <laughs> kind of weird things was he saying before? 
he was saying that there were big black dogs chasing him around. Really? And he was afraid the big bad wolf was going to come to get him. And he just kept seeing black shadows and things that just seemed very dark to us. And they were terrifying him. He couldn't sleep. Yeah. And he would just wake up screaming. And really? Then he would get, there were times that he'd get so wild that we couldn't slow him down. And he would almost, he wouldn't be aggressive per se, but he'd be to the point where we'd have to like hold him really tight because he didn't know how to calm himself down. And it just really, really worried us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're not Catholic, but we, we were like, well, we know they are the ones that deal in these kinds of things. So we went straight to them and they found us a priest and he was absolutely incredible. And yeah. Wow. My little brother hasn't had problems since then. Really? Whatever was bothering him, he's left him alone. Wow. He still sees things, but nothing. Yeah. Nothing wolves anymore. Yeah, they, it's, uh, there's enough evidence out there that, um, even I believe that children are more atoned to these things. Like they can see things that we can't, really? us adults can see, you know, um, like they can see spirits. They can see other unknown things that we can't see with the normal naked eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like with her, her story, for example, and even my, my son, uh, he, uh, was playing up in the toy room one day and he comes downstairs and he says, uh, Racine Wana, Racine Wana says hi, and I'm like, Racine, what kind of name is Racine? I'm yeah. thinking, you know, he's a little kid, so it's just an imaginary friend or something. Yeah. And so we're walking up the stairs, and there's a picture hanging up at there, and he's pointing at the picture, and he goes, "That's Racine Wana." By this time, my mom's almost in tears. Yeah. Heck, I'm almost in tears because that picture he pointed at—that was my grandmother. Her name is Wanda Racine. And mind you, a little four-year-old trying to pronounce the name, he says he's up there in the toy room. She's up there in the toy room playing with him, and they, she says hello to me. That where the toy room is. That used to be my bedroom. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, they can stick around, yeah. and I believe that the kids can actually. Kids are more atoned to it than we are. Now, yeah. I've never came face to face with a ghost. Yeah. But I've definitely came face to face with. What the heck was that? Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's, yeah. Well, Kids and come? animals too, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut No, you. I'll, I'll go first. Have you come face to face with a ghost? Okay. Um, uh. First, well, my mom and I had the same experience. When my great-great-grandma died, she went and visited my mom. Okay. Talked to her for a while, and my mom woke up that day, and... She went back to sleep. It was apparently very calm, and she looked at her mom that morning, and she's like, so did Grammy die? Wow. Really? And and then I was visited. My mom and I were both visited, but at different times by her grandparents, my great-grandparents, within moments of their death. Really? And it was just, I'm like, oh, okay, why are you here? (laughs) Totally calm though for whatever reason. I actually got to be one of the people to help set clean up their estate. They lived in Oregon and when I was there I just kept I'd look around and be like, Oh, Nana, Papa and all of a sudden I'd smell their perfume or their cologne. Really? Mm-hmm. And there was only one bottle left of each under the sink in a bathroom that I didn't use. Really? But it would the smell would follow me around. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Um, sorry, Jenna, you can go. <laughs> oh my goodness, what was I even gonna ask? Oh, in animals are sensitive to paranormal activity too, right? Very much so, yes. Ones that are more keen to them are, is that the word I'm looking for? Keen? Keen. Yeah. The cats are more keen to it than dogs. Dogs, oh. I'm a dog lover, but dogs are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> They'll bark at anything. But yes, the, they dogs can, um, you know, in theory, they say that a dog can, you know, how, sorry, before I jump to the theory, it's been proven that a dog can sniff cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. In theory, a dog can sniff elect ghosts, electromagnetic energies, because mm. it senses out a certain, or it senses out a specific odor. And um, mm. I guess electricity has an odor. Um, but dogs can dogs can see them. Dogs can smell them. Cats, however, something to do with their. Um, the, the slant in their eye and the curve of the lens in their eyes. Um, it's called the third eye or something. I know that sometimes a cat has that, third, it's that skin that fleshes over their eye when mm. they close or blinks. Uh-huh. There is something to do with that tissue, that nerve, that in theory they can actually see them as clear as they see us. As for dogs, Dogs can, well, for years they believe the dogs can see black and white only. Well, then I guess, you know, now it's believed that they can actually see in color, but they can actually see transparent stuff, but not like a, how, let's say if we've seen a ghost, I could see you transparent or even just an aura of light or of some sorts of glimpse. A dog, however, it's believed that they can actually see you full figured with you know uh, a shirt on the color of your hair but transparent a cat's lens will see them as a solid entity just as much as they see as human or as living as a solid object hmm. in theory interesting. Hmm. interesting but as you may have seen a lot of or any of videos of cats cats and dogs reacting to paranormal um yeah, I believe that it is very, very possible that they can. They're just as keen as, as children mm. because kids haven't developed that that fear, that, fear, that, that oh. whole understanding. So for years, I've always, like, for example, when my son says he sees somebody or even my niece says, hey, I see something, if you're going to tell that kid, oh, it's just your imagination, just think nothing of it. To me, in my opinion, that's a scared parent. Mm. But who am I to judge? So it's where I would tell my son, okay, well, tell me what you saw. Who did you see? I will roll with it to, mm. because if you say it's just your imagination, when they're old and that maturity hits, they're just not going to see it or they're not just mm-hmm. going to care. But if you kind of stick with it and have an understanding for the child, then you got somebody like Saren, who's going to be more sensitive or more aware, who refuses to block that out of their head. Because mm-hmm. our brains work so weird. <laughs> You, you want to talk about anatomy? I'll talk about anatomy. You want to talk about the human brain? I ain't going to know crap. But, yeah. Animals being sensitive. Yeah. We were talking earlier about all the oh, dogs, how they Jesus. all their dogs and cats. With... I swear there's a demonic hog at the at your farm. <laughs> we heard this baby crying and, you know, like Dale, this big tall guy, he's like, is there a baby crying? And at first I didn't hear it, but when I played back the video, oh, God, I can hear it. And then really? I... Yeah, so we're like, oh, yeah, I hear this baby. And then when we play back the video, you can also hear it in the video. 
So yeah. not only did Dale notice it, and then I noticed it, then all of a sudden you hear me on the camera or camera on the video. I'm or playback. <laughs> um, I'm just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and you play, and it seriously sounded like a boar or a wild hog, a, a, some evil grunt, growl. It was long and pitched. And Sarah's like, we don't have pigs on our farm. I'm like, well, I don't know what that was. It was we did at pretty... one point, but at that point, we didn't have them anymore. Right, yeah, no, there was nothing. Wow. Yeah, you didn't have any of those there. Um, yeah. Weird. You know, my, my dad does not feel, he's not sensitive to anything, but, well, the reason he started believing that I could see things is he'd hear steps at night, and he'd be like, okay, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And you know, one day I looked at him, and I'm like, well, that's your grandpa. He's like, you've never even seen a picture of my grandpa. And like, your grandpa got really, really dark hair, and he's got this, and he's wearing this, and he's like, oh, no. he just looked at me for like five minutes, and he's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he, he doesn't believe he sees anything, but he'll go to the farm, and he'll be like, I just saw something out of the corner, and I go that way, and I heard this, and I don't want to go into the, you know, North Building anymore. And oh wow! So now he'll look at, he'll actually call me, and he he'll be like, "Is there a chance that this is happening?" And I'm like, "You'll be okay. You'll be okay." <laughs> is there a chance? That's weird. Well, at least we're we at least we hope that we're the most um, entertaining interview you guys had yeah. recently, especially with all this. Huh? I said, yeah, this has been very interesting. Yeah, yeah good. Because with this whole mess of this virus and everything, it's been we've been minimal about getting out and doing anything. But now that the season's up and everyone's like, oh, Nebraska's code red. I'm like, I don't care, Nebraska. <laughs> I've had my break. We've been wanting to get out for a while. But, you know, we still keep it safe. Wear yeah, masks yeah. and whatnot. Right. You can get out we're rusty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what we're doing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And we have Suzette. Suzette's also one of my newest investigators. She's been around for at least the last year. And so, she, oh, talk about a weird night. So, Saturday, when we did our <laughs> investigation. So, Saren, not only did she get the last moment drop uh, to come, and she's like, yeah, let's go, you know, because we're rusty uh, <laughs> because of the season. And so, yeah. Suzette, um, we had this whole plan to go um, – I think we had to reschedule it three different times because of his work schedule, our work schedule, and other some other family event. But then when we finally did get to go, I'm texting Suzette because she reminded me, and I forgot all about it. I text her. It's like, hey, are you ready to go to this paranormal investigation on Saturday? And she goes, if I survive my jump, oh, wait, that's right. So the night that she went, she went skydiving. Okay. <laughs> so she got her adrenaline rush out of the way okay. and then went on this investigation. <laughs> and we had a, you know, it was actually a good case. But it's one of those where it wasn't really a scary investigation. It's just more like we're going to go. Gonna go yeah, it's pretty yeah. laid back. And most of them are. Really? But then when we go with some places that have some history, like this Saturday... I don't know. Yeah, this Saturday, I got a, I got a paranormal investigation going on this Saturday, and um, I'm a little struck about it because we're it's been a little while and we're going up there. Oh, and uh, we're going. Can you pronounce it for me, please? Which one? The one I just bought today. <laughs> Stabilizer. Stabilizer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Every time I say it, she's like, you had Sarah. And I was like, I swear I thought I said stabilizer. You stabilizer. Stabilizer. <laughs> well, okay. So I bought a new stabilizer. <laughs> um, so we're going to put that into play. It's supposed to, I ordered it today. It's supposed to be here tomorrow. Who knows Amazon, nice. right? <laughs> and uh, so it, it was. it's one of those moments where I'm recording the whole time. And so you're seeing a lot of this movement. But if I had a stabilizer... Did I do it right? Okay. That sounded great. So it's going to be in a place so that it's not moving a whole lot. I mean, I can keep a camera still. I mean, I own my own photography business. Oh, wow. Uh, You know, I do like um, just normal photography, uh, macro photography, advertising photography, and spirit photography. So I am the owner of um, Forever Your Photography. It's a small project thing so it's nothing big and fancy so yeah. i know i can hold a camera steady mm-hmm. but, but when we're hand it to me and have it be steady. yeah <laughs> all right so with I this see. so the stabilizer would just basically hold on so if i rotate my control the camera is going to stay there and i can yeah. zoom into that so if i'm going over here and i want to get over something there we go oops i just punched that didn't i <laughs> um, yeah, the other day i have a history of punching mics <laughs> the other day when we were at the house someone's like Sarah, are you shaking or is someone moving that water bottle? And I'm like, I can't hold things correctly with this hand. I'm sorry, I'm shaking all over the place. Yeah, and and a lot of us, we all have jobs, so everything we buy on all the equipment, which is now this season, it's like we are really in dire need for upgraded equipment because the pandemic really threw us down behind. So we're just trying to get funds to, uh, you know, with our jobs, comes out of our pocket, or if anybody does any donations towards us, it helps to get new and upgraded equipment while we're still using the old equipment because then we can balance the difference between old style new style which usually actually equals out about the same yeah but one device can cut out certain sounds while this one still has the old school sounds yeah but um yeah so everything all the equipment's coming you know comes out of our pockets and that's when i finally figured that the girls told me i was fascinated by this black light Little things are fascinating, but uh, so, yeah. So they're like, "Oh, you can get this black light on Amazon." I was like, "Cause I needed it." Cause you know, here's my camera now. Hold this black light over my camera. Oh yeah. Because you get a better shot of what's out there in black light or infrared. So oh. if I had a stabilizer, I, my camera's not trying to balance the camera and the flashlight. Yeah. So now with the stabilizer, like boom, there you go. Oh wait, zoom in. It'll <laughs> zoom it in, so I'm not having to. I have to move the flashlight under my arm just to pinch to zoom yeah. in and zoom out. Between the doors of a refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> 90% of the time during our investigations, I'm the guy behind the camera. Really? And it's because Paranormal Lights isn't about me. It's mm-hmm. about you and you. And our team, our job is to, heck, you want to come with us? Come with us. Mm-hmm. We don't care. We're not going to judge you. I mean... We get people asking all the time, hey, can you take us ghost hunting? We'll go. So, yeah. Can I come? Yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, we we'll have be some. In touch. Good, good. <laughs> I don't know about this Saturday because this Saturday is a special event, so it's $10 a person. But <laughs> <laughs> so there are those kind of certain events where we do charge for, or if they're offering, it says, hey, I got this event. We'll pay you $10 per person. Okay. Cool. Most of us interested, basically, it's, and see what we do really yeah yeah and then Dang, that's yeah really kind cool. of how i ended up a part of it because mm-hmm. like i sent him an email or something 10 years ago i don't remember <laughs> sent him an 
email and I'm like, so I'm kind of sensitive to things and I'd really like to see what's out there and it was a it was it was a it was one of those dear john emails it was was like a dear nick (laughs) i am so fascinated to meeting you you are such a handsome stud oh by the way can i go ghost hunting my reply sure why not (laughs) i I used to be a stud back in my day but now you know i love i loved my six-pack so much that i protect it with an extra layer of fluff (laughs) so but it's just you know we're we've doing it around and now my oh and then uh, about a month ago um my son actually did his first paranormal investigation oh hosted by me but yeah <laughs> so um, family business right well he's he's nine and ever since he was very little um he is he's actually lucky to even be here um uh so because of my near death, long story short, because of my, I was in a severe car accident. I was hit head on at 60 mile an hour by oh, a drunk wow. driver. Knocked me out, shifted my pelvis. Doctor said I can't have kids. Wow. Several years later, I ended up having one. Come to find out that uh, four shots of uh, five hour energy and four <laughs> monsters will induce stuff. But anyways, <laughs> I was in uh, Arizona for about a month helping a friend film and direct uh, an independent short, uh, an independent short film for the Sundance Film Festival. Okay. So um, I, I starred and directed this film that he did, and a company decided, before I left, a company in Germany said, hey, we like your film. I was like, hey, it's only like 30 seconds long. Okay. <laughs> so they paid me to buy the script, and so they did it. And um, the name of my, our film is called Nick. That was oh. a little, you know, it's a, it's a self-explained story. Yeah. So they have it, and now it's actually... They actually have a release, and it's called Nick. Oh, wow. And so I was really actually kind of touched by that. They didn't pay much, but it's the Sundance Film Festival. You know? Yeah. It's not like Hollywood. Yeah. So and then after I come back home, um, life continues. Then my son is born, and that's when I found out from the doctor that large amounts of guarana can do that to somebody. So I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe my kid's going to be special. I don't know. Mm. Like a, what, rainbow baby or something? I don't know. But he wasn't a... Rainbow yeah, because in being told for years they can't have kids until I go through some kind of procedure. Well, anyways, uh, rather than the per- uh, personal life. So over the years, my son, he's oh, since the day he was born, I'm always hearing stories. Oh, we had half kids, they say. It'll be fun, they say. <laughs> and they're just whining at 2 or 3 in the morning and you don't get to sleep. My son sleep or slept 12 hours a night. Really? Oh. Yeah, he never woke up in the middle of the night, so I couldn't get any sleep because I'm like, dude, are you sli- are you are you breathing? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like freaked. So I've had my nervous wreck. So when he actually started getting older, he started getting more interested in the ghostly stuff because, like I said, about him seeing my grandma, yeah, and, yeah, and whatnot. And um, so he um, he will watch scary movies and he doesn't flinch. So I kind of got a little worried until his mom introduced him to Chucky. Now he's like terrified. (laughs) But if it's ghost movies, it doesn't flinch him. But if it's like Chucky or whatever, I mean, heck, I grew up in the 80s. I watched, I was nine when I saw Child's Play, (laughs) The Shining and the Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's, you know, it's not, as long as it's not Leatherface or something like that. But so he asked to do a ghost hunt all the time. Really? He will shut all the lights off in the house and go around the house with just a single flashlight. 
and he will wow. he will like just every room in the house. I'm just sitting here in the dark. It's like okay, see what she got. And then I hear him. I'm like, I'm in the main level, and I hear him way upstairs in the top floor, and he's just like. Are you out there, ghosts? <laughs> Is there anybody who wants to? So he's learning. He's seen this with me on, on video uh, yeah. over the years. He so he's asking, are there any spirits that like to communicate with? So, anyways, oh uh, so we go, we're out in uh, Carney. Yeah, we were out in Carney uh, several weeks ago, and so my son does this little his own personal paranormal investigator with his um, with my fiance's niece, and we just had this house to stay, which her grandmother had. Somebody passed away in the house in the family, you know, and uh, so my son was going around and he's got this flashlight and I've got the camera. I'm just following. I'm the cameraman and his little ghost. Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing the typical stuff. And then they get to this one hallway. And the moment I'm feeling, OK, there's, it feels weird. It just feels weird. You know, that yeah. kind of feeling I got. I don't say anything. My son and Addie, they just come to a complete stop. And I was like, no, go forward. You guys want to do this. It's okay. Well, what if it's going to kill us? And it's like, well, it's not the Texas Chainsaw. Just go. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm trying to edge him to move forward. Don't ever be afraid of the dark. Just be afraid of what's in the dark. And you have Addie, this little smart, cute little girl. She's just like, what's that mean? I was like, worry about getting murdered. Then what's it, you know, <laughs> just don't get killed. You know, just always be careful. Don't ever be afraid of the dark. Yeah. And then here's Caleb, my nine-year-old, looks up at Addie, who's eight, and, well, actually, yeah, looks up, she's taller, surprisingly enough, <laughs> and it looks up, and she's just like, yeah, monsters under your bed, they're real. <laughs> and so she starts to cry, and she's like, well, I don't know if I want to do this. You guys want me to cut, we can stop this ghost hunt. <laughs> and both Addie and Caleb are like, no, we can do this. And they did, they were amazing. Really? Yeah, and it's just like, oh, yeah. And I have no idea. I don't know what that sounds like. I don't know where my son gets that from. It's a mystery. But it just, you know, and, and they were dead. They were dead on to finish their goal. And so I think it helped Caleb over the years. I think it helped him um, overcome fear. Yeah. And that is our biggest thing with Paranormal Lights is we help people overcome their fears. Yeah. We are here to help people. If there are people out there that are... Um, sick or depressed suicidal we're we're there to help we're there to get your mind at another set we're there to help you to look at life around you paranormal lights the lincoln investigations ghost hauntings and the supernatural and during the storm seasons we're the paranormal lincoln investigations of ghost hauntings and thunderstorms but all year around our top notch is to prove or disprove that the paranormal is real but if you're having a some kind of crisis in your life and we're we're there to help you if you feel like you want to end your life come hang out with us you'll think differently hopefully mm -hmm. but we will do anything and everything we can to get you on a different mindset because we want you to analyze the world around you before you worry about dwelling on what's going on with you because you're not the only person out there and you're not alone wow I'm going to say that does work because I'm generally a very quiet shy person but you put me around these people and I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's really heartwarming. Wow. It's very heartwarming when I got that one email that said that um, I was about to end my life. I got this email from this girl, and she said, I was seriously about, I was on the edge to kill myself tonight. Mm -hmm. But you responded to my question, and I was intrigued by what you had to say. And I'm, I'm like, no disrespect. I don't remember this person. <laughs> yeah. But then she responded back. 
with this is saying, I was going to kill myself, but then you responded to my co- my question, and I'm really interested in maybe looking into going on a ghost hunt sometime. Thank you. And then I was like, you're welcome, you know, in response. I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I got another, and then I got a phone call from her mom, and I'm thinking, how the heck did this person find my phone number? And then I thought, huh, yeah, I got to remove my phone number off Facebook. <laughs> and so her mom called, and she thanked me, and was just like, um, my daughter is. I'm very grateful for what you've done for my daughter. She was depressed. She was suicidal. She lost her father couple of years ago um, she's been bullied her whole life and you have put a spark of interest of something different in her life mm-hmm. and now she wants to be a ghost hunter too and I'm like wow 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 I don't know what to say but thank you you're welcome yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> and so and then I um, but that's what that is our thing we might be ghost hunters but our number one goal is to help you mm-hmm. and how do you do that through ghost hunting Take your mind off of what's going on around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. It, it really does because you get a. Um, there was, um, well, rather than going through a story, it's more like you get a high, you get a much bigger high on an adrenaline rush and getting scared than you do of doing any other type of drug out that mm. there is out there. Yeah, mm. interesting. So. I guess everything moving and. You can't think of anything flat yeah. in front of you. Yeah, and I'm not going to recommend you to go around and, and dig deep for demons or anything. Yeah. Like that. I would take risks just to get an adrenaline, yeah. but just safe. yeah, just always yeah, it's just stay safe, be clear, and then just you got to look at you got to analyze the environment around you. Mm-hmm. Just don't be afraid of the dark. Just be afraid of what's in the dark because you don't know who's in there. But you know what? If you overcome that fear of the darkness, you can handle anything. Unless they got a gun, but <laughs> you know, but you get my point. A ghost is not gonna have a gun, and that's not where we're going after ghosts. We're not going after people's guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for coming and sitting down with us. This was really a ton of fun, um, and yeah. very terrifying. <laughs> yes. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and we're we're. Um, we're up on Facebook, so anybody can. Gosh, I mean, do you want me to announce it or? Sure, yeah. You know, plug. So anybody who just wants to talk or even find it and stuff, they can. We're at Facebook.com/slash/ParanormalLights L-I-G-H-T-S, um, and then just you know mess around. You know, <laughs> if you have something to share, we we do recommend people to you know if you if you have a paranormal experience or even photos or anything. Um, yeah, we want to yeah. see it. Just join. Nobody's going to judge you. You might get that one guy out of somewhere out there and <laughs> that's going to say, oh, well, that's just a that's a balloon. And somebody's going to be like, okay, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> we like to look at anything and everything of any possibilities. Mm-hmm. And we're not ever going to judge somebody. We're not going to call somebody wrong. Yeah. But if we have enough evidence to say, hey, no, this is a, this is a, a staged photo. We're just going to be like, we're sorry. It's not what you want it to be, but... You know, yeah. it'll be nice. But if you got something nice, and or if you have a, an experience, near death experience, ghost hauntings, uh, or whatever, even if you have a friend who has had a, a haunting, share it. We'll talk about it. You can do a private message, or you can post it on there. You can pr- you can ask questions up on our page, and somebody, maybe not be one of the Paranormal Lights members, but somebody, will show of an interest and, and have a talk. 
Nice. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I will I will be there shortly, virtually. Yes. I'll and as, and you if there. you and of course if you've already <laughs> learned that uh, if you're gonna send a, if you're gonna message me, I'm I'm right yeah, on there yeah. in a heartbeat. That's true. So we'll always respond. Tell a friend admin on there too, and mm-hmm. yeah, someone will be willing to respond if he does it immediately, which is rare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. Join the paranormal lights movement. I do. I join that. 